What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where I try to make your fantasy dreams a reality. It's the corniest tagline in podcasting history, but we've already stuck with it, so fuck it. I'm your host, Kyler Copeland, and with that out the way, I think we can go ahead and get started on our NFC North Fantasy Preview, which is going to be pretty interesting, very interesting division to look at. you got a couple teams that have had a lot of real-life drama going on. You got a team that, you know, could go up or could go down depending on a number of factors this season and the Detroit Lions. So let's go ahead and get started. A couple disclaimers, though, that I believe I forgot to mention in the pilot episode last week. For starters, whenever I talk about ADP, I'm going off of the Fantasy Pros website ADP. So just disclaimer there. And B, whenever I give rankings, these are based on PPR scoring leagues. So, you know, they're not going to change too much as far as standard and half PPR. Just a disclaimer, that's what I am doing. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started with the Chicago Bears. Pretty interesting division. And at quarterback, they got Justin Fields in the first round, obviously. Fields currently being drafted as the quarterback 21 in fantasy leagues. Depending on when he starts, which I believe he'll start, you know, middle of week two, start a week three, kind of like Deshaun Watson did over in the Texans, this is going to be a steal. We talked about this last week. Justin Fields, I mean, he's a he's a quarterback that can run, and any running quarterback gives you an automatic floor. That's a guy you're going to want every single time in fantasy. So Justin Fields, to me, is going to be a steal at QB 21 as soon as you know he's going to be in the starting lineup. Um. I mean, I don't know where exactly he could finish, but I would assume that he's going to be, at the very worst, a low-end QB1 whenever he does play. So that's a steal at QB21. Let's go to David Montgomery, who last season finished as the RB4. I had him in a fantasy league. He was outstanding, currently being drafted as the RB20. And now some people be, uh, might be saying, why? Is he being drafted so low? Well, let's look at a couple of things, right? David Montgomery didn't have Tariq Cohen last year, right? Tariq Cohen was out the entire year. I believe it was a torn ACL. Wasn't there, so Montgomery got pass catching volume there, which obviously in a PPR league helps. You know, they have Damian Williams now. They signed. And in the second half of the season, which is where most of his production came in, he was feasting on the worst run defense in the NFL. His schedule was fucking ridiculous. So that's how he got a lot of his production. But I wouldn't necessarily say he's a fade because I feel like all of that is baked into his current ADP at RB20. So at around that range, if not a little high, maybe RB18, 17, he's a guy I'd for sure be looking at. So David Montgomery at RB20, get him as your RB2. I'm fine with that. I wouldn't expect him to finish as RB4 or higher or anything like that again. But RB20, I'm completely fine with um, like I mentioned, Tariq Cohen coming back in the lineup, hopefully he's fully healthy, was RB51 last year, obviously only playing three games before tearing his ACL. He's a guy that, you know, purely pass catching, not going to run the ball, not going to get goal line carries. I don't know about if I love Tariq Cohen, especially because we talked about this last week. Running quarterbacks have a history of not throwing to the running back. So Tariq Cohen at RB51, I mean, I guess, but there's a lot more exciting picks that you could possibly get. 
around that range, I'm sure, especially a lot of rookie running backs he could possibly snag. And then Damian Williams, who's currently being drafted as RB63, obviously opted out last year with the Chiefs, didn't play at all. I mean, I guess pretty mid-pick. I'm not expecting him to be on any of my teams. He's more so insurance on the waiver wire if Montgomery gets picked, but I wouldn't expect him to get drafted. Let's go to the wide receiver position on the Chicago Bears, right? With Allen Robinson, who last year was the wide receiver nine. Another guy I had in teams. He was so consistent, so awesome. Currently being drafted the wide receiver 12. And this whole offense is going to get a boom as soon as Fields takes the field. No pun intended. And he, I mean, wide receiver 12, that's a steal. I honestly believe in PPR leagues, there is a chance Robinson can be a top five receiver in fantasy this year. Fields is the best quarterback he's ever played with, and it's not even close. I mean, he has Chad Henney, Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. I wanted to throw up saying all this shit. That shit is disgusting. Allen Robinson, a wide receiver, 12 is a steal to me. Snag him as your wide receiver one. Lock and load play every single week. Great pick. Darnell Mooney, by the way, wide receiver 55 currently. Finished at wide receiver 15 his rookie year. Showed a lot of flashes as a deep threat. As soon as he takes the field, Justin Fields, that's a steal. I think Darnell Mooney could have a really good season. I'm not saying top 15, top 20 receiver, but if he could finish at wide receiver 35, exceeding his ADP by 15 picks, I'll take that every time. I think Darnell Moody could be a really good wide receiver four or five on your team. So I'll take that every time. And then Cole Komet, currently being drafted to tight end 23, was tight end 42 last year. I mean, I guess Jimmy Graham's kind of being faded out of the offense, but I don't really get too excited seeing Cole Komet on the board. I'm kind of good on that one. You know, if you want to take him, sure. He's going to be a streaming guy based on matchups, but I don't see too much upside in Cole Komet this year. And then, you know, Jimmy Graham's kind of whatever. Let's go to the Detroit Lions now. Lions are an interesting team, interesting offseason. But as far as fantasy, I don't know about a lot of these guys. Let's start with Jared Goff, who last year was the QB 20, currently being drafted as the QB 28. He's a fine streaming option, QB2, if you desperately need a quarterback. But I don't love Jared Goff's outlook this season. We'll get to his pass catchers later, but his wide receiver position is way worse than it was with the Rams. I just I don't know about Jared Goff this year in fantasy. His situation is 10 times worse than it was with the Rams, although he does have a pretty good offensive line. We'll get to that. Let's go to DeAndre Swift, a running back. Currently being drafted as the RB14, was the RB18 last year. He showed a lot of flashes in his rookie year. The only thing that makes me a little concerned is while on Johnson did leave, they did sign Jamal Williams, who we saw as kind of a vulture for touches for Aaron Jones last season. Going to be doing the same shit here to DeAndre Swift. So RB14 for me might be a little high, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, a guy that you're going to hate drafting. I'd say he might finish around, you know, RB 16 or 17-ish. Now, if Jamal Williams gets hurt, he's going to skyrocket. And DeAndre Swift will be locked and loaded top 10 running back this season. But with Jamal Williams in the lineup, I don't know if he's going to have as much upside as a lot of people think. And uh, Jamal Williams, by the way, currently drafted 
as RB46. He was the RB38 last year. I think that's a pretty good pick, especially if you have DeAndre Swift. Get him as a little handcuff. He's going to get touches every game. If Swift gets hurt, Williams is a plug-and-play RB2 every week. So that's a fine pick of where, he, uh, where he's being drafted. These wide receivers, as far as fantasy goes, now listen, uh, I like Amon Ross St. Brown as a prospect. He's a pretty good pick. I was pretty excited for the Lions that they got him. I wanted my Patriots to get him, right? But a combination of him, Rashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams, as the wide receivers on this team is what some would call a clusterfuck, all right? I don't think any of these guys are going to be huge. If any of them are going to be on teams, it's going to be Tyrell Williams, simply because he's probably going to be starting the years to the wide receiver one. He's got the most upside for touchdowns. I know Brashad Perriman's a big play threat, but is Jared Goff really going to be pushing the ball down the field? I don't know. I don't know if any of these wide receivers are currently you know, on my radar. And by the way, Amonra Sam Brown and Tyrell Williams obviously didn't play last year. Rashad Perriman was wide receiver 78, currently drafted at wide receiver 74. You know, he's a waiver wire guy, I suppose. But let's get to the real exciting part of the Detroit Lions and why I'm going to be watching them for sure. Is TJ Hawkinson, right? TJ Hawkinson was tight end five last year, currently being drafted at tight end six. And I like him way more than that. TJ Hogson to me is, I mean, he's being drafted as of right now under Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews. I'll take him over both those guys anytime. And then you look at Kittle and Darren Waller, and Hawkinson's right up there in that conversation. If you want to take Hawkinson over those guys, I'm not going to be as upset as a lot of people. TJ Hogson to me is going to be outstanding. He's going to get the red zone targets. He's going to get most of the targets in the passing game between the 20s. He's probably going to be their big play guy, if we're being honest. TJ Hawkinson is going to be outstanding. And we know the deal with third-year tight end breakouts. Going into his third year, he was a first-round pick for a reason. Top 10, I think. Number 9 pick, something like that. TJ Hawkinson is going to be outstanding. And the sole reason, really, I'm going to be watching the Detroit Lions for fantasy purposes. I'm hoping I can get TJ Hawkinson in as many leagues as possible. All right, so let's move on now to our third division in the NFC North, which is the Minnesota Vikings. A very interesting one for fantasy. Kirk Cousins, though, I mean, he's currently being drafted as QB 19. Was the QB 11 last year, so there's obviously a little bit of a steal factor there. Now, is he going to be an upside QB 1? No, but I'll take him as a low-end QB 1, high-end QB 2, I guess. Just a safe guy to get on your bench. He's got the weapons to give him production on a week-to-week basis. So depending on the matchup, you can play Kirk Cousins. Um, Dalvin Cook is obviously the star of the show here in the offense. Currently being drafted as the RB2. Was RB2 last year. I'm completely fine with that value. As long as he can stay healthy, he'll be probably around that 2-4 to range. So I'm not mad at Dalvin Cook at RB2 at all. And then Alexander Madison is his backup running back. Currently drafted as RB48. He's a fine handcuff value, but... If Dalvin Cook is on the field, he's not really going to give you any fantasy value because Cook is the absolute workhorse. Um, And now let's get to the two-headed monster here at wide receiver. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen currently drafted as the wide receivers 8 and 19, respectively. And last year, they were the wide receivers 6 and 10. 
Jefferson is a really interesting one. He had 1,400 yards his rookie year. Amazing rookie season. And there's two things that could happen. You can say this about any player, really. But Jefferson specifically is either going to go way up and be a top, you know, top three or four fantasy receiver, or he could have a sophomore slump. I think either one's possible. There's some safer guys there. Like Allen Robinson is a safer pick to me than Justin Jefferson this season. But if you're looking for upside, Justin Jefferson's your guy. And I won't be mad if you take him at wide receiver eight. That's a fine pick to me. And then uh, Adam Thielen, wide receiver 19. I mean, I guess I do expect him to regress from wide receiver 10. I just, I don't know. Thielen's a weird one. Thielen's a weird player to look at this year. I don't even really have any specific stats to tell you on why I think Thielen's going to regress from wide receiver 10. I just think it's going to happen. So, I mean, wide receiver 19 is fine, but there is for sure a world where you can finish lower than that, especially if they go with the offense that they've been talking about going to. Um, Now, as far as tight end goes, Irv Smith is someone that a lot of people are pegging as a breakout candidate. I'm not so sure. We've been seeing reports the last two weeks that they're not going to expand Irv Smith's role at all. Irv Smith is just going to kind of be doing the same thing he was last year with Kyle Rudolph. And Kyle Rudolph's not even there anymore, so he might be saying, well, who are they going to play? It's this Tyler Conklin guy. Tyler Conklin is apparently going to be stepping into the Kyle Rudolph role. And so, by the way, when I was looking at the ADPs for these guys on Fantasy Pros, I could not find Tyler Conklin in the list, which is wild. So Conklin could be a steal if you want just a tight end two to pick up off the waiver wire. Um, but Irv Smith is currently being drafted at tight end 14. I'm good. There's some guys I'd rather have under him. He's a young tight end that, you know, eventually could break out, but I don't think it's going to be this season. And so now let's get to the final division, or the final team in the division, rather, which is the Green Bay Packers. This whole situation is a shit show. I don't know what's going on with the Packers. So I'll preface it with this. We don't know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to play for the Packers? Is he going to retire? Is he going to get traded? I don't know. So these rankings are for sure subject to change. I'm going to go over these with the assumption that, well, okay, what I'll do is I'll give analysis for if Rodgers is there and if he's not. We'll do that. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is currently being drafted at QB8, which I guess is accounting for the risk factor because he was QB2 last year coming off an MVP season. Obviously, if Aaron Rodgers is playing and is on the field, that's a lock and load pick in the top five. You take him as a top five quarterback in fantasy, that's fine. Obviously, if he's not playing, don't take him. That's dumb. Um, Aaron Jones, currently being drafted at RB9, was the running back five last year. If Aaron Rodgers is playing, I could see him finishing around RB5 again just based off scoring potential and the fact that Jamal Williams isn't there. I love Aaron Jones if he's playing. If he's not playing... RB9 could be a little high just because they're not going to be scoring nearly as much. He'd probably be closer around where DeAndre Swift is and like RB14-inch, right? Now, A.J. Dillon is currently being drafted RB37. I feel like whether Rodgers plays or not, RB37 is fine, especially if you're the Aaron Jones owner and you want a handcuff option. A.J. Dillon could be a steal there at running back 37. Obviously, it would help if Aaron Rodgers is there. But out of everyone here on this list, A.J. Dillon's fantasy outlook is probably impacted the least by if Rodgers is playing or not, right? Um, Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams was wide receiver one last year. 
fucking nuts season. He, I mean, missed what two and a half games and was still the wide receiver one. Still put up 18 touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Currently being drafted a wide receiver two. Obviously, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, you take him as the wide receiver one off the board. If Jordan Love is the quarterback instead of Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams probably falls to around wide receiver six through eight. And that's at the very least. I don't, I mean, his outlook goes way down. Obviously, he's not going to be able to score nearly as many touchdowns without Aaron Rodgers. Not going to get the same targets, not going to get the same volume, the same yardage. Going to be a mess if he's not there. But if he is there, take him very confidently as the wide receiver one. Um, The only other wide receiver I felt like listing was Alan Lazard, which only even matters if Aaron Rodgers is playing. If he is playing, it's a little plug-and-play wide receiver option or flex guy, whatever. If he's not, don't draft him, leave him on the waiver wire. It doesn't matter. Uh, Robert Tunyon, by the way, tight end. Breakout season, scored a bunch of touchdowns, was tight end four. Even with Aaron Rodgers on the field, I think he could regress from that tight end four spot. But his ADP right now is tight end 17, which is a little ridiculous. I guess it's accounting for the Aaron Rodgers risk factor, obviously. So if Rodgers is playing, his ADP is going to go up from tight end 17. He'll probably be around seven or eight-ish, which is fair. If he isn't playing tight end 17, is probably fair. Tight end 17 is about where he would be. I think if Jordan Love were playing instead of Aaron Rodgers, as far as the whole division, guys that I really like and guys that I think you should absolutely take are Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, TJ Hawkinson, and uh, A.J. Dillon. And then guys I would for sure avoid this year in fantasy. Um, Adam Thielen I'm avoiding, and Robert Tunyon. I'm avoiding. And then everything else is kind of interesting. It kind of depends on a lot of training camp. Obviously, rankings will change. I'll put our rankings closer to when the season starts. But as of right now, those are my you know thoughts on the NFC North. Appreciate y'all for coming around here. I'll do another episode next week on, I guess I'll do the NFC South next. I'll just run through the NFC Next week will be episode three, and I'll do the NFC South division preview. And uh, yeah, until then, I'll see y'all next time.